who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it! Big yawn! Big Big yawn! yawn. I just rolled out of bed. Did you really? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I guess a half an hour ago, yeah. Oh, no ice. No ice. I was uh, cleaning when you called. I'm going to do my mopping after and then I'm good to go. Whoa, look at you. Yep. You got your house chores done. Well, I don't think I do as many house chores as you. I think you do like an actual full clean, but I just do like dusting, vacuuming, mopping, tidying. That's what I do, yeah. Same. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I'm not out of the I'm not out of control. I'm just I'm not go clean co every week. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, your house would be so clean though. Oh my so god. Nice. <laughs> imagine having somebody come and clean your house. I know. Oh shoot. I know. But like go clean co, come and clean your house. Yes. And keep clean it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, every so yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I fucking wish, honestly, we hired someone to clean the house before the wedding, and I don't think that we were on the same page, even though I gave her a list. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. It happens. But yeah. I had to go and, like, deep clean after, and I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> why did I pay this? Yeah. yeah I hear you. I Whatever hear you. Though. It's all good. It's all good. What are you up when- to? What are you reading, uh-huh. listening, watching, doing? Haha, beat you. <laughs> Suck it. Seka, uh nothing i feel like this week was busy but not at the same time Ooh. i'm reading still the humans by oh, matt yeah. Haig, and you which sent is... me an excerpt which was and then funny, i realized no context <laughs> yes uh, i realized that after um it's getting obviously his writing is great so mm-hmm. it's getting better the um, the first little bit the first like few chapters i was like i don't know it's like giving me sci-fi vibe okay i hope you can't hear brandy whining 
Can you hear Ruby partying? No. Okay, no. then we're good because I can't hear okay. anybody. Perfect. It's cutting um, out the background noises. Exactly. I was going to say, and Justin's just like literally leaf blowing outside of the door. I can't hear that either. Perfect. Um. So yeah, no, I'm liking it now because I was worried. I was like, is it going to be sci-fi? Like too like sci-fi, sci-fi for me? Well, no, even the Midnight too... Library had like that sort yeah. of aspect to it. True. True. Interesting. Just I do like his writing. Yeah. 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 I'll have to Other than that, to read it. No, no new news. No new shows or programs or anything. No, I don't even think I really watch TV this week. Nope. Dang, nope. girl. Dang, girl. Ooh, she's a sexy thing. What's that on? She's a sexy thing. I Ooh, don't even know. <laughs> Damn, mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> That's me. Um, You are a sexy thing <laughs> with no. a nice butt. Damn, oh, girl. Hey, do you do squats? I <laughs> I do do squats. She do be squatting, <laughs> baby. I do be squatting. If um, I'm squatting right now. Noise. You just record in a permanent squat. You're like, yes. you're just permanently in a squat. That's yes, how you no, Exactly. It's always all 24-7, like even in my oh, sleep. Yeah. OMG. 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 What OMG. about you? Tell me all about well, it. I'm still reading the same stuff, except for I started The Shadow Sister by lily me too so i did start to um do you follow her on instagram no i don't yet okay let me tell you this is very cool this is uh, like i don't know i think you'll appreciate this but so i remember like or not i remember i saw a post where she was mentioning that like there was some taylor swift references in the book and i was like sick because i'm here for it with the taylor swift references and then she posted her outfit for the Ayers tour that she's going to this weekend. So she will have already gone to it when this episode comes out. But um, outfit was so cute. Like, so cute. She had a green cape and, like, a floral dress. Like, just, like, adorable. But then she posted a letter to Taylor. And in this letter, she explains. And I had heard of this, but it's it's interesting to see it play out. Because in the letter, she explains that during the pandemic stuff was awful her I think her mom is like immune compromised or or maybe not but she was going to be driving for like a rideshare program and she was super worried because like the pandemic like the COVID she didn't want her mom to get sick or whatever and so Taylor Swift actually sent her and her mom three thousand dollars and it like enabled her mom to not have to do like the rideshare thing and then she kind of like credits her with giving her like the um like the freedom I guess in a way to write the book oh so that she wasn't like having to hustle yes yeah yeah, like I guess she said that her and her mom were like her mom was able to not do the ride share and Mm -hmm. um they started like a mask making business together like I guess her mom's a really talented like sewer and that was able to keep them afloat during the pandemic and it just kind of gave them like a start to be able to do that and then it gave her the space to sort of write her book E-Swift doing it for us every time. Like I'd heard of like back in the Tumblr days, she mm-hmm. would do shit like that. Like yeah, pay people's tuition or like whatever if they were struggling. Yeah. But I didn't realize she was still doing it. Like that's 2020. She was still just yeah. setting. This is so uh-huh. cute. That it is made so me love cute. her even more. Um, Yeah. Okay. So that's a cool little thing about the Shadow Sister. Super excited to read that book. Love that. 
I know. And then I'm reading Yellow Face still. And I just started listening to it this morning. It's a Wondery podcast. It's called um, Academy. And it's um, like, okay. it's given me like Ace of, Space, Ace of Spades vibes, like that book that we read. It's um not it's not it's fictional. It's like a oh. like an audio book, but um I don't like even know what it, you would call it. Like an audio series, like almost. Yeah, an audio series, but it it has um like all of the like you hear their footsteps and like you hear like the oh. commotion of the cafeteria and like it's, it's like a whole immersive experience. Yeah, it's like cool. a movie without a movie visual. Yeah, like the yes, exactly. That's like, like exactly what it is. But it's built Ooh. so that you're listening to it, so you're not like, what is happening? Ta- it's just quiet right now or whatever. Yeah. Right? Very interesting. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. We've got two new babes before we talk about this new book, or not um, this new book, this end of this book. book. Week four, old book. Okay, we've got Emily, not the Emily from the book. I hope. <laughs> you imagine? Oh, <laughs> okay, no, she Emily. was invited by Linda. Linda invited her to the group. Oh, Emily, that's um, that's that's their daughter. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you'll know who it is because yeah. when I say they invited, yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Emily is actually also a therapist. So, like, my oh, kind of vibes. Cool. Yeah. Hi, Emily. Welcome. Not definitely complete opposite of the Emily from the book. Oh, yes. A hundred. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's, yes. <laughs> she's grounded and not the Emily from yes, the book. Yes. 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 And then we also have uh, Kaylee. Kaylee. Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome. Hope you enjoy. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Okay, I'm going to talk about this book. Let's do it. Okay, before Uh you begin, Uh 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 I also did say her name pretty right last 
week. I was going to say, I looked it up. I looked it up. I looked it up too, and I did not butcher it, so I'm pretty fucking happy about that. But I looked it up, and while I was looking it up, I found a little interview with her talking about her book. And I fucking loved this quote. It said from her, quote, the women in the novel are strong. The killer doesn't get a voice. Which Ooh, he doesn't. No. There's no Aiden chapters, and it was intentional. Don't it's you fucking jive with that? Women's perspectives. Yeah. Fuck yes. He I, doesn't get a voice. He doesn't deserve a voice. He Fuck doesn't deserve guy. a voice. And it and it is such a I feel like that's just like another element that makes this book well written because it was disturbing and there was really fucked up shit going on. But there was it wasn't romanticizing that aspect of like serial killers because <laughs> it was from like the victim's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And it was intentionally done, which I just was like, that's cool. I like that. I also have some other stuff that I read in a New York Times review about the book. If you're interested in hearing it, I wrote down two little quotes. I think that it um, will tie into like our discussion yeah. at the end. Um, okay, so the first one is so it was just discussing like the second person um mm. perspective oh, the, and yeah the writing style okay <laughs> it says because of what we know from Rachel's disassociated second person chapters the other characters first person chapters instill that much more dread which I was mm. like oh shit because there was that sense of urgency while you were reading it right yeah and then like last week I think you were talking about I think she's disassociating like herself yeah. like completely yeah. like yeah and you're so yeah yeah, we were you're on the right page yeah yeah and then the second quote ties totally into that which was even her decision to tell Rachel's story in the second person feels necessary the you who has been held captive is not the same person who was once free and I Mm. fucking loved that because that was very much how it felt without me knowing that that's how it felt. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like the, you can tell that it's a different, it is a different person. The captive yes. person versus a oh, free person. Like they're not yes. the same. 100%. Oh. That is anyway, good insight. I'm done being nerdy and reading about Thanks. the book. I don't usually do that, but I was like, I need to know. <laughs> Thanks for doing some research on that. That was cool. I just couldn't get enough of this book. I even read the author's notes because I was just like, Give me more. I don't want this book to be over. Yeah. Me, I, I would read anything this woman writes because I fucking yes. loved it. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, okay. So then we'll talk about the end of this book. Let's the do Quiet it. Tenant. Okay. We, oh, right. We left off on a cliffy hangy last week. She what opened the thing? door. She opened the door to the basement. Oh, yeah. So now we're with the woman descending. She's doing, she's just doing the elevator stair step thing. Like she's not. (laughs) 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 Behind the counter in the kitchen. (laughs) Uh, Like reading a book. Like, what the fuck? Fuck is up with this woman? Okay, she's in the basement. She's remarking that it's some sort of fucked up weird man cave and mm-hmm. storage hybrid. There's a patio chair, a folding table, a reusable water bottle, um, love and eco friendly. 
<laughs> At least he's eco-friendly. Thanks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Or maybe he just doesn't want to be throwing his DNA all Oh, the can. you know what? That's probably what it is. He's probably not <laughs> eco-conscious. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? I, I do be loving a, a eco-friendly serial killer. <laughs> at least be have one redeeming quality yeah, you gotta have some values in your life like at least stop. <laughs> yeah i may be a murderer but i love the environment this if this earth wasn't here i couldn't be doing my killing <laughs> oh, fuck. sorry sorry okay that was, that was too much that i'm was sorry was okay um uh along with the reusable water bottle there's flashlights a workbench with all of his tools like pliers, hammers, zip ties, and more. I've just got the ick while she's describing it. I'm like, oh, yeah. these are all of his things. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, all obviously, there's a lot of boxes, hence the storage hybrid. Yeah. Um, it clearly smells like him, which is she associates with fear, understandably. Um she knows that he comes here to be alone, to be himself, like his actual true ick self. Ugh, hate it. Can I also say, though, just how interesting it was, the dichotomy of how Rachel described his smell and how Emily described Emily, yes. Yes, I had a little note. I was like, the, oh, you got the smell, yeah, yeah, between, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, she needs to keep on track. Um, she came here for the secrets. She's going through boxes and she knows she needs to be careful with Carolyn's boxes. And she figures that Carolyn must not have known what was he was up to and going on. He it seems like she covered for him, but unknowingly, like, yeah, like kind of like it was Cecilia was mentioning I think last week or whatever. My yeah. mom's not here to keep him. He's paranoid kind of thing. Right. Yes. Um. Then at the back of all the boxes, there's boxes that say miscellaneous. Um. She does notice that one of these things is not like the other. There's humidity stains on it. Um. These boxes have not been long enough, like here long enough to get stains and stuff like that. And she doesn't feel like it's like it's not making sense does not compute probably should have given them like a more boring title like other than miscellaneous yeah like laundry bathroom yeah like something (laughs) what would be like the most boring room in your house that you would never look through the box like attic attic stuff for like christmas he should have given them christmas decorations christmas decorations Mm -hmm. that would have been smart Mm -hmm. or like halloween decorations what a dummy what a dummy what an idiot idiot <laughs> what an idiot um so obviously she's like these came from somewhere else mm-hmm. um as she's getting ready to open the boxes she's wondering what he kept she's looking for proof of who she is and she knows that she needs to bear the weight of this so that others won't have to first she finds polaroids mostly taken from afar um yes um she's remarking that the clothing in the pictures um look like they're kind of 90s fashion style so like this is how long he's been at it for um 
he's divided. Yeah, ick. Um, he's divided the Polaroids into small stacks. Um, he's taken pictures of their faces, and she also takes them in so that she will remember like her, um, like the ones motivation for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like giving them, um, like honoring them, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she finds her pictures. The woman in the picture has shoulder length black hair. She's wearing leggings and a loose sweater. Um, she's wearing makeup and she remarks on how much she used to wear. This woman is so young and had a future ahead of her. She just needed to catch a break, not catch a predator. Yikes. Oh no. <laughs> Too sad. Mm-hmm. So he does stalk them. Mm-hmm. There's pictures of her with her rental car, her driving, her at a drugstore. She's realizing, yes, he's stalking her. He picked her. So she's kind of like, what the fuck? This is a new discovery, obviously. And uh, yeah. she needs to focus. She looks at the rest of the photos, the ones that she couldn't save, the ones that came after her. Um, there are items clothing items in the boxes there's um, like a lone sneaker there's jewelry nail polish the sunglasses from the shed all of his quote-unquote treasures and trophies she's feeling a lot of inner guilt especially for the women who came after her Mm -hmm. um there's just stuff upon stuff by the sounds of it and then she finds her gray cashmere sweater um yeah this is just it's heartbreaking um Mm. obviously more stuff but none of it's hers the only things that she was reduced to was the sweater and the necklace that he eventually ended up giving to emily and then the last box is just tools like handcuffs binoculars and the camera and one more thing a gun then she hears his truck truck pull up in the driveway eek get out of the panic at the disco yeah get out of there um just something funny there's this girl on instagram i i should look it up and see if i can find her handle actually let me do that because it was very funny but what she did was she asked her husband he she like sent her husband book covers and like blurred out the titles and asked him to like say what the title of the book was oh man it was so funny but the one she did um the quiet tenant and here it is her name is chelsea and her handle is this is just the prologue underscore but uh, she did the quiet tenant, and he responded with "Panic at the cabin." Panic <laughs> like, at the cabin. He's not wrong. Oh, <laughs> Panic at the shed. Shed life. Hashtag shed, shed life. life yeah. Panic <laughs> at the shed would have been better, but yeah. Panic yeah, at the yeah. cabin. The oh, cabin. Like, okay, uh, that sounds good. I'm on board. I mean, he's not. Yeah, you're right. He's not wrong. <laughs> okay, chapter sixty-one. We were with Emily. So she wants an explanation from Aiden, and she also wants to see him squirm. Because, remember, she walked into his house and saw another woman in there. So she's mm-hmm. like, this bitch owes me an explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, She's watching for him. 
She goes looking for him, but he's not in his usual haunts. Later that day, she has to borrow from a restaurant across the street. I don't know, something she ran out of. And she sees him in the alley. And I put a red flag emoji because I'm like, yo, someone who hangs out in an alley is not to be trusted. Mm-mm. Step <laughs> Nothing away. Good. Nothing good happens in an alley. Mm-mm. No. Right? No. Nothing. I mean, maybe some graffiti, but like, still, that's questionable. Mm-hmm. Questionable at best. Yeah. Questionable yeah. at best. So she calls out to him and she makes a joke and she realizes that she'll take any parts of him that she can take. Sad face. Uh, He has his friggin' duffel bag again and he tells her he's just cutting through the alley as a shortcut. She's like, oh, sounds legit. Um, He mentions that she's not wearing a jacket and he decides to give her his scarf. He apologizes for not texting her back. She decides to brush it off because she's like, oh, he's his normal self. Water on the bridge. No big deal. He says he's been busy at home. He sees she's still wearing the necklace he gave her. He sort of like touches her and then she tells him that she has a confession. Dot, dot, dot. And she tells him she thought she could smell smoke and found his spare key and let herself in and that she met his cousin he then tells her that something is wrong with his truck does she have cables as they start walking towards her car because she does yuanda from the restaurant like checks on her and she's like oh there you are and i wrote probably just saved her fucking life yes yes (laughs) yes Because then, after Yuanda sees them together, Aiden decides he can fix his truck on his own and that she can keep his scarf and he'll get it from her back later. And then he just pieces out and she goes inside. Excuse me. Gotta go. Bye. Jeez. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. That's him. He's like, yes. he's like, oh, yes. just come through he's the, the Oh, you got some cables? Oh, never mind. Bye. We're with the woman in the house. She hears the truck door. She knows she's got to do the 10 second tidy with big comfy couch. Yep. Yep. 10 second tidy. <laughs> yeah. Legs. Okay. Um, she has been on the couch reading this whole time and definitely not snooping. You should reach Rachel, quote unquote, can tell that something has happened and that he needs his space, but it's too early. He So he's like out of sorts coming into the house. Um, she offers to help him with dinner, but he is clearly shaken. And I think she can tell that he's starting to feel a little out of control. Um, she thinks... Or everything is like different tonight like the whole vibe is off and then she realizes that he must have talked to emily and that he knows i'm surprised he wasn't mad at her for not telling him mm, yeah i was wondering about that or like do you think that mm, is that defiant or is that compliant her not telling telling him i think it's defiant yes i would say yeah but obviously he's just too worried about because everything unraveling yeah yeah 
Okay, Cecilia. So, Cecilia knows her dad is nice, but that you don't want to get on his bad side. She's happy that he at least let her keep the dog, and she attributes this to Rachel. She's like, thanks to Rachel. She thinks that Rachel is weird, but also kind of a friend, question mark? And it's kind of a problem, because it makes her want to tell Rachel things she hasn't told anyone else, dot, dot, dot. Which I don't think we really ever get that explained. No, we don't. No. But write down. Yeah, good call. Good call. All right. We're with the woman under the house. She can't leave yet. She's not strong enough. So she decides that she's going to do some exercises. She's under the house? Maybe I wrote that down wrong. Anyways, she's in and around the house. The woman in and around the house. The woman um, at the fucking house. Where else is she going to yes, be? Yes, this is exactly right. Um, this is the first time in years that her heart hasn't beaten out of fear. So that must feel like super empowering. Um, this this belongs to her. Like this moment is her doing. She's taking control of something finally. Mm-hmm. Um insert a rocky montage here and then what's the <laughs> what's the song like it's like that bass like yeah, yeah. him running up the stairs <laughs> but all i can think of is the final <laughs> i don't That's think it's that song no <laughs> but it could be in our version <laughs> it could True. be in rachel's version she's like down the street she's pedaling her legs in the air like getting ready yeah bicycle crunches she's got a unitard on and she's like doing aerobics yeah Yeah. (laughs) um it it was rachel downstairs with the gun she (laughs) i'm so (laughs) she did what anyways um she has obviously has no clue how to use a gun um and she is like it sure would be nice to have my phone right now to learn out how to use this thing (laughs) i would be so fucked if i was like in her position because i google everything whenever i want always yeah i'll wake up in the (laughs) night sometimes with like something weird and i'll be like i need to know i need to google i need to google this yeah she she finds out she finds sorry she finds more polaroids this time it's emily oh she's his next project so now she knows she's got to keep going um she finds guidebooks um with such titles as secrets of the hudson valley beyond the hudson and hidden secrets upstate gems um whatever hudson valley Valley. um and each chapter in all three books are highlighted and it's this town that has seven letters with a gh silent gh um and it says in the guides as it says in the guides but i don't know what this town is i didn't look it up or anything to try and find it no, I didn't either. Um, 
she looks to see if there's any landmarks in this specific town that is highlighted in all three books and she finds the wishing well she sees a picture and it's the same one that she noticed on her big day out in the truck where she met judge she does some quick calculations in her head and she figures that she knows where she is based on time which i'm like okay do you have a phd in mathematical physics or something beach i think she's got a phd in having all the fucking time in the world true 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 <laughs> and i mean like uh, i don't know i don't know i feel like you would pay attention like you would try when she got taken. true of course of course yes <laughs> yeah i've got it she's mining for the details as she would say yes yes um, at the back of one of the books, there's a list from a long time ago. The like paper's worn. She can tell it's old. And it's just a list of people's names, addresses, times, and job titles. So now she realizes that he studies the town, like it's townspeople, and that like the whole thing is his project. The whole living there is a project. Oh, creepy. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get that from that chapter. For whatever reason, oh. so I'm happy that you're telling me. I love when mm. you tell me stuff, and I'm like, oh. same. I'm the exact same. I'm like, how did I not know? How did <laughs> yeah. I not know? It's almost like because I'm not taking notes for your chapters, I'm like, blah, 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 my chapter. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, my chapter. Thanks. <laughs> well, just like you have to pay attention to your. Of own course, topic. yeah. Um, and then she hears a Rachel from upstairs. Are you down there? Uh oh. She mentions that she's looking for dot 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 batteries question mark, which is why she's down in the basement. Cecilia tells her that she comes down to the basement too, mostly at nighttime. Um, she goes down there to be with her mom's stuff, and she's hoping that Rachel won't tell her dad that she comes down here when he's asleep. And so that she's confirmation. Mm-hmm. So he's that not it's... touching her. Yes, but it seems like she has other secrets, though. It does seem like she has other secrets, but the no- noises that Rachel's hearing in the night. Yes, are it's her. Yeah. Yes. Um, she admits to Rachel that she steals the key out of his coat pocket at night, and then she wonders how she got in because it's always under lock and key. Rachel tells her that it was unlocked, which she's hoping she'll believe. And Cecilia says, yeah, that sounds right. He's been so distracted lately. Like, mm, okay, sure. That works out. Yeah. She feels like they're bonded together now. Yeah. Because they're both sneaking to the basement. They've got sneaky like they've basements. They've got a secret together. Yeah. Yes. Both, yes. But like they've got um, mm-hmm. not violating their both. Well, violating his rules, I guess. True. True. Because they're like Ugh. because if Cecilia tells on Rachel, Rachel can tell on Cecilia too. True. Be like, well, I f- she told me all this stuff. Yeah. I only came down here because Cecilia comes down here. Yeah. Okay. She told me about it. Anywho, we're with Emily. Turns out Aiden starts coming back to the bar on Thursdays. She feels like he's lost all of his interest in her. Shit feeling. Cool, cool, cool. The judge comes one night for his dinner and Emily tells him that they should do more for the family. 
for the daughter. Oh, God. I forgot about she, this part. Fuck. She says, if she were Cecilia, she'd want a little party. Because after all, this is their first Christmas without their mother and wife. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Better party about it. <laughs> Better party about it. She says the easiest way to do it would be at Aiden's house. She says they could do it in the yard and make it look cute. That they should go. That they should do it before Christmas. Judge says he'll talk to Aiden because this is a great idea. And Emily feels that at his house she can quote get to the heart of him. She's sneaky. She wants to snoop and sneak. She's a snake in the grass. Woman in the house. Rachel knew. Rachel knew who he was and what he did. Like the whole time. She, anyways, um, And so she just feels immense guilt for all of the victims. Um, At dinner, Cecilia makes a comment about wanting to get out of something, which is the Christmas party. Essentially... Aiden tells her to suck it up and be grateful. And we find Rachel then finds out the information that it will be held in the yard. She's like, the yard, eh? Hmm. Interesting. You'd think so she would have said no. Like, I you feel like think. you could say a flat no to something like that. Especially if Emily, if things are starting to unravel for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel uh, like you could literally just be like, I love the idea of a party, but I just would rather not have it at my house. Um, so it's been hard for Cecilia. Do you think we could do it at the bar or whatever? Yeah, like exactly. I feel like that is a valid. Like, sorry, like we just no. lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just Sir, lost. We don't the want mother. a fucking party. <laughs> yeah, of my child. Sorry, no. Um, she feels like Aiden is planning something, and Rachel feels like, well, I can plan something too. Oh shoot! She knows that there's going to be people here, and that he'll be focused on executing his plan, which I'm assuming is like trying to be the upstanding human that he is, and trying to da, 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 da. and not letting people inside the fucking house. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. which and is weird she... because bathroom. Like, the, yeah. wouldn't you think the judge would be like, "Oh, we'll just let them use the bathroom"? Yes, you would think. You but would anyway, think. I digress. Um, she feels that Emily has to be part of his plan, like wanting to keep her, her quiet. So she's like, I got to plan this. I got to be better and sneakier than him. She, she do be having to be better. She do be. <laughs> do be, do be, do. Scooby, do be, do. Do be, do be, do. If it weren't for these meddling kids, I'd be able to murder more. Sorry. <laughs> honestly fuck <laughs> all i want to do is murder these murder kids cramping my, my style I can never get enough <laughs> the hands go up and, and they, they stay okay. there okay <laughs> the girl goes in the shed and she and stays she stays there, there. <laughs> until my wife dies Uh-oh. oh Uh-oh. no <laughs> <laughs> Then she moves okay. in my house. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Unhinged. So, now we're with number eight. Quote, his wife was dying again. 
so was I. End quote. Yikes! So we find out that this victim was also sick, terminally ill. Terminally chill. We know. (laughs) Terminally ill. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you embrace it, you could be terminally chill, too. Well, she was trying to live that terminally chill life because what she wanted to do was spend as much time on the cove by the Hudson as she could, which is what she was doing. And that's where she met Aiden. And even though she was going to die soon, he took that from her. Fuck. Let me die on my own terms. Let me be terminally chill. Let me be terminally chill, bitch. (laughs) I was trying to be out here drawing the water. Nope. Aiden made sure of that. Nope. Sorry. What a fucking asshole. Right? Let me die in peace, bitch. I mean, don't you think, like, imagine, I wonder if she was like, yo, I'm dying too. Like, you just said your wife was dying and I'm dying. Like, let me go. Yeah. like. But he was probably like, nah, you already saw my face. Tricked us. <laughs> Sorry. No terminally chill people around here. <laughs> you got to go. Sorry. You got to go, man. Okay. We're back with the woman in the house cecilia is not interested in the party and she tells rachel that she's probably just gonna hide in her room as much as she can and rachel's like note to self she'll be in her room thank you very much she is on a mission now she's like don't look at the pics she's here for the gun she wants to learn like don't get sidetracked about the other stuff i need to learn how to use the gun But then she thinks that if she uses it, that she'll end up in prison, which is just exactly where she already is. Oh, like if she's like... If she has to use it and then pops a cap in his ass, as they might say. Yeah. That she'd just end up back in another type of jail. Yep. She wants him to be alive. She wants to put him away. So... You just get to decide this. Like, this is the first decision that she's picked, like, gotten to do in, like, fucking five years. Okay. Um, She realizes that after the plan is executed, that Cecilia will need somebody to blame. And she just hopes that one day she'll understand how sorry she is and that she did it all for Cecilia. For the nookie. (laughs) She did it all for the nookie. Yes, she did. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't. (laughs) She did it all for the nookie. (laughs) What is nookie? You don't know what nookie is? No. Nookie is like doing it. (laughs) Oh, no. She did not do it for the nookie. She did I well. She did back. it because of the nookie. Yeah, because she had that she didn't want. Nookie. Yeah, she had to. <laughs> she did it all to stop the nookie. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. So he, she can take this gun and stick it up his ass. Yes, to stop the nookie. <laughs> I. It really just doesn't bode well for us that we're not limp biscuit stands. Like, <laughs> I I'm pretty sure we've talked about him every episode. <laughs> okay. He's just got those hits. They're, they were hits that came to me in my formative years, so they are exactly. embedded in my brain. They're, exactly. They're not leaving. They're, like, stuck there forever. Same with Eminem. It's just you gotta stick to my girl. Yeah. Same with Shauna Paul. Shauna Paul. Stick to my brain like glue. Like glue, yes, it's all in there. <laughs> She's 
planning on being Rachel, as she always is. But then that evening during their alone time, she's thinking about all the other women and the victims. And for the first time, you resist him. You slide out of his reach and swat his hands away. You realize that you're quick and precise now. There's a bit of a tussle. He eventually ends up gaining control, of course. Um, But she knows that she scared him. She knows she has to be careful. She's so close to being able to escape. It was almost like she had to just try it for a second. Mm-hmm. She's like just like, again. I just got to dip my toe. Just okay. dip my toe in. Can I do it? Yes, I can. Fuck, mm-hmm. fuck you. Fuck, sorry. Fuck, sorry. You. fuck you. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry, but can you go fuck yourself? Fuck you. Oh, my gosh. I wish that's what she said to him. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> She'd be dead instantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be an instant death yeah, right there. Instant yeah. death. Instant Raymond. Okay. Um, Emily. The house looks beautiful. Finally. Emily and Sophie had brought supplies over and set up string lights. And I imagine it looks like super cute. She also wears Aiden's scarf. It's like she's hoping that people might recognize that it's his. And maybe he will notice too. So she's like, I'm Aiden's. Everyone in the town is there. His this daughter is happening. Here too. It's bopping. It's the happening place to be. This is where you want to be. You want to be at the widower, widower's house. Yeah, we're partying some, to make them cereal. Feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about all your serial killing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, the last thing a widow wants is a party at their fucking house. Like, let's what? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I just can't see a scenario where someone would actually want that. But what do you mean? <laughs> you mean you don't throw a, a massive Christmas party for fucking somebody whose wife just died? Uh, yeah. You Anyways. Know. <laughs> All right. Um, his daughter is there, too. And she looks so much like her mother. And then Emily says, quote, you might wonder if she's actually his, which I wrote down because I was like, did that come back? It doesn't. But it was an interesting observation on... Mm-hmm. Emily's part, part. Yeah. and wouldn't it have been mm. funny if it wasn't his? Like, <laughs> tricked you the whole time. He was shitty, and his wife was shitty, and they didn't even know their shittiness of each other. Like that would be great. <laughs> um, everyone has stayed outside, obviously, except Aiden. She can see through a gap in the curtains that he just goes inside and stands at the bottom of the stairs and looks as if he's just listening. And she's like, "But where is his cousin at?" And Emily waits until Aiden is distracted. She finds the key under the pot because Buckface decided not to move it. And she lets herself in. This is my house now. Thank you. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is my house. Squatter's rights. Fuck you. You're Bye. My cousin now. <laughs> yeah, you're my cousin. <laughs> you're my cousin now, bitch. Okay. We're with number nine. Which would be the missing woman. Mm. The audacity of him to look scared of her. She fought. He's clearly rattled. He's mad at himself. 
um, and tells her that he has a daughter and someone, um, a tenant, I mean, and a life. And she's like, fuck you, guy. I have the same thing. I have a fucking life, too. Um, And the end, I'm not even going to get into it. It was really graphic and I didn't like it. But essentially, she gone bubba. She's looking around the bathroom. She notices that he likes things to be very clean. She goes to the basement door and goes down the stairs. She looks around. Right? Right? She looks around. She sees the boxes. And that's when Aiden appears suddenly with his with his murdery sneakiness. He asks He's a good she... sneaker upper. You I gotta mean... be if you're gonna be a murderer. Let's be True. real. True. You can't be a noisy murderer. That wouldn't work very well. <laughs> no, that would that would foil his plans a lot of the time. Give your victims a heads up. That boom, 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 boom. Hello, wait for me. I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> He's got a fight. What is what's that noise that I love? Got a fucking air horn. I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> Repeat after me. You are dead. When I, I say did it murder, of you say me. Murder. Me. <laughs> oh, murder. That's okay. Anyway, he asks what she's doing down there, but she notices gaze, that his gaze is shifting towards the boxes. She turns to look and he grabs her. Not the way that he has before, but in a controlling kind of way. She suddenly realizes that he's never told her anything about himself. She says, quote, he's a man who hides things in his basement, end quote. And I'm like, you don't even know the half of it. You don't <laughs> even so know. There's so much more. There's, there's more than just hiding. <laughs> There's a literal woman chained to a fucking heater upstairs. Yes, yes. Emily thinks that they all keep secrets, that she was so deprived of unconditional love growing up that she would follow Aiden anywhere. He asks her to come see something he's working on. And I was like, murder? And then there's a thud and the start of an engine. He runs up the stairs and outside. Emily runs after him. We're with the woman in the house, obviously. <laughs> it's the party tonight. She's cuffed to the heater. He's like, don't say a peep. No one will notice you. He's trying to get on his, like, you know, his, you know, his usual, like, don't say a thing. Nobody cares about you. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his yeah. manipulation te- technique. Mm-hmm. Tactics. Ex- exactly. Um... She n- needs to exact her plan and she needs to do it quickly because she has no idea if he'll come back in the house. First, she picks the cuffs. Then she heads to the basement lock and sorry, and then picks the basement lock for the last time. She only takes what she needs, which is the gun with no magazines or bullets and the Polaroids. Shit. It's Emily when she comes up from the basement. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, God damn, this sneaky bitch is going to get us fucking killed again. Both of them killed. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. 
She's like, um, are you fucking for real right now? Yeah. You again? Are you fucking oh, serious? Man. Just stay the fuck out of my business. I'm trying to honestly, get out of here. I've honestly, got a plan. Honestly. Okay. She's like, shit. Goddamn. Snoopy Emily, of course, saying that she, quote unquote, needs to use the bathroom. She obviously can't, like, get out of there because fucking Emily's in there. So she goes to get Cecilia once once she hears the door close, what she thinks is the door closing, gets Cecilia, and she feels like the coast is finally clear and that she will not be coming back. Joking, though, it wasn't the front door. Emily's still in the house snooping. (laughs) Um, It was the front door because I think it was... Mm-hmm. Yes. Dino. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh, so then she's just like, so um, don't tell him though. But like, I'm not supposed to be in here. So like, <laughs> if we could just keep this a secret, um, that Rachel's would be like, great. Bitch, me too. Uh, literally, me she's too. just like, same here. Well, technically, <laughs> but like, you know, family's so weird, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. friendly cousins, <laughs> nope. you know. <laughs> Friendly cousins. You know what they say about friendly cousins. <laughs> Fucking family. Weird. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for the bad part. Cecilia, she goes into Cecilia's room and she, Cecilia thinks this is strange because she was supposed to be gone for the night. Rachel was. She says, don't scream. And Cecilia sees the gun. And she says, if you scream, I won't be happy taken some page some lines at aiden's book Ugh. but of course yeah, it would work on his daughter of course right? it would because yes exactly he's probably said stuff like that but not like that but mm-hmm. like that to her right exactly she wants to tell cecilia what's going on but she obviously can't she just says we're going to a ride going for a ride don't run don't scream she's hoping that one day cecilia will fully get the full story and understand um she tells her that they're going to get into the truck and go for a ride and this is the part where she goes free (laughs) Emily he panics he says she's not here goes upstairs and back again saying Cece's not here he needs a car and Emily gives her the keys to her Civic Emily follows and gets into the passenger seat because it's her car after all. Obviously. She's, we are now with a woman in the truck. (laughs) She gets into the truck unnoticed. Cece looks at you um, like she'll never forgive her. She doesn't know, obviously, that the gun isn't loaded and that's killing Rachel. Um, The truck is on and you leave and she leaves. Um, What happens at the house is no longer her problem. Isn't it so telling that, like, after five years, Rachel's just still concerned about, like, her actions and how Mm. it's going to affect Cecilia? Like, yeah she's aware but like she knows that it's yeah 
it's gotta great happen. That she hasn't lost her humanity. Like yes. she hasn't yeah. because humanity has been so cruel to her, but she mm-hmm. hasn't forgotten that she that there are still good things, right? Mm-hmm. Emily. He's driving like a madman. The Civic ends up failing and the truck gets away. Aiden says, and I quote, that bitch, I should have killed her a long time ago, end quote. Emily's like, oh, he's real angry, I guess, right? Before Emily can process any of this, though, he's left the car. She thinks they all say things they don't mean, right? And he runs after her. He runs after his daughter. Oh my god, Emily, give your fucking head a shave! Fuck! Red flag! Uh, He literally told you what he was gonna do. mm -hmm. Okay. We're with the woman on the move. Cece's crying. She wishes she could tell her that it's gonna be okay. She remembers the path that she took on her big day out, which was left, left, right. Then she notices something behind her, the car. She sees Emily in the passenger seat and him driving. She can't let him catch you. And then all of a sudden he fades back. She swerves to miss a bird. And then I have a note. I swear to God, if he trained a crow, <laughs> but also i want to befriend a crow so like i'm considering like gifts befriending a crow yeah yeah, yeah. it's all about them food gifts for them crows yes yes i was considering of getting some mealworms to maybe feed the crow anyways she crashes because of the swerve and she knows that she doesn't have time to wait and you know that he's out there chasing them my heart's like <laughs> me too. I was so stoned too outside like on my pulse pounding. Reading this, like I can't stop, I can't stop, I can't stop. <laughs> At one point, Marty came home, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't go away. <laughs> Quiet. Come back time. when I'm done. <laughs> okay, Emily. She starts the car again. She catches. She catches up with them in her car, and he's found them. First, he grabs Cecilia. They are in the beam of the car's headlights, setting this fucking scene. She thought he would hold Cecilia, like, oh my god, my baby! But instead, he keeps running after the woman. Emily doesn't really like this, so she calls for him. Quote, The hope is that he will turn around, that he will stop chasing her. The hope, I realize, is that he will start chasing me. He stops and looks at Emily, and she thinks, I'm not the one he wants, not the one he's after, but I've bought her some time. Fuck yes, Emily. Oh, I just got chills. So clearly (laughs) she knows something's going on. Yeah, she's like, okay, wait a second. She's still in love with him, but she's like, this This ain't right. This ain't right. You're not free to go. (laughs) Something about this is off. (laughs) Like, you just got that now? Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) The woman who's almost there, she tells Cecilia that they've got to go now. She's running barefoot in in the winter, which sounds awful, with Cecilia in tow. Um, she is running toward the badge icon on the map. (laughs) 
Okay. It's just down the road, but you can hear his voice screaming. Cecilia pulls back and then she's gone. And then you realize that she's let go to keep pace and she's running with you for reasons that belong to Cecilia alone. So we don't find out her reasons. Ah! Maybe she knew. Maybe, yeah. Like maybe, maybe she knew something wasn't right. Just yeah, because he's so controlling. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. We're with the woman running. It's just you and Aiden. The building is 100 meters away and he's right behind you. She doesn't look back, um, but she can hear him and feel him. The ultimate rule of staying alive is you run because it's how you've always saved yourself. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. The woman at the police station. She's inside. She's ditched the gun before she made it in. Aiden keeps saying that she took his kid. Quote, this man, you go places and he finds you. He is a hotel you can never check out of. Hotel California shit right there. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Cecilia is there too. A man in blue stands between Rachel and Aiden. The cop turns and looks at Rachel. Aiden is just yelling and trying to get past the cop. He's pleading with him to calm down. They obviously know each other. Cece says, Dad, and this somehow sets Aiden off. There is a scuffle with the cop, and suddenly Aiden is in handcuffs. But the cop says he needs to handcuff Rachel, too. Oh, God. Another At this point, I didn't write down the quote, but it actually stuck with me because I loved it. She was essentially like, is this what your life is? Constantly being handcuffed by strange men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, for fuck's sakes. Another cop appears, and they want to separate Rachel and Aiden for questioning. Rachel is worried about Cecilia. He wants to know what will happen to her. She looks back, and Aiden... She looks back at Aiden and thinks, quote, This is how it had to end. Both of us chained to ourselves, and, in the middle, the girl. Free. All right. The woman with a name. Okay. She's in a small windowless room that smells of sweat, and she loves it. A room where the air doesn't belong to him. When the cop comes in the room, she needs to tell him something, but the cop interrupts and wants to know who she is and how she knows Aiden. She's worried, of course, from her previous experience that they won't believe her. Mm -hmm. She says, you gotta believe me. She can tell that the cop and Aiden are buddies, and even in the aftermath, he'll say that he was a nice guy. You've waited, Rachel has waited five years for this, and she finally says that her name is May Mitchell. Chapter 83, Emily. Quote, everywhere I go, he stares at me. 
Most of the papers are using his mugshot. Some of them are using a family photo. No one believed it at first, but then he confessed to some of it. Not all of it, though. Emily had come into the police station, right? Emily had come into the police station following Aiden, but she was useless and confused. She came back the next day to be interviewed, and the FBI had arrived. She speaks with an agent who says she needs to keep her phone, necklace, and scarf. She then tells Emily that there's something else, that they found some items pertaining to her. Would she like to know? And she says no. How can you fucking say no? That's fucking crazy. I I would be like, um, yes, please. I wonder, now that I'm saying this out loud, if she knew. Like, if she kind of knew all along. Even, like, calling out and giving Rachel some time. Like. True. Thinking that the cousin thing was weird. Like, I wonder if she sort of knew, but, like, Mm. was so infatuated with Aiden that she didn't. She had her rose-colored glasses on, right? Mm. Like, she wasn't seeing the red flags. Yeah. She's feeling vibes, but then, like. Mm. Yeah. I was like, I mean, he's great. He, he fucked me in the pantry. <laughs> he could never. Um, so Emily is cooperating because she knows what they are all thinking that she must have known. She hides in her room for three days until her roommates come in and she's finally able to talk. On the fourth evening, she goes back to work. People are staring at her and she just wants to lose herself in her work. She runs out of some bar supplies, which means she needs needs to go to the pantry and the walk-in. She convinces herself that she can do it. While she's in the pantry, the news she read in the newspaper haunts her, and she thinks she's going to be sick. That would actually fucking suck, being in her position. Yeah. The next morning, she decides that she's selling the restaurant. She needs a job to make ends meet before the sale is finalized, so she takes a shitty bartending job in the city, and she's going to be moving there. If she's lucky, she'll be anonymous and disappear in the city. Then we find out that her finding the address wasn't easy. Yuwanda overheard it and shared the info with her. Apparently... Her parents moved there after she went missing. It's close to where she was last seen and that her parents never stopped looking for her. My heart. My heart. I know. She goes to the house and before she knows it, a woman who she's unfamiliar with answers and asks if she can help her. May is in the background and she can see her. And she says it's okay. She can let her in. Emily says she's leaving town and wanted to say goodbye and that she's sorry. May says it's okay. She didn't know. Emily asks for a hug, but May's mom intercepts. And she's like, oh, my daughter doesn't really. And then May is like, mom, it's fine. We're with May Mitchell. May can tell that Emily has been destroyed. And then she is remarking on how the last few days have been and how the world has been welcoming her back. Her mother, her dad, brother, Julia, even Matt, her almost boyfriend, emailed her. Oh, imagine checking those emails, though. Oh, I just I had a note. I was like, I wonder how many emails she had, like how many she had to go through. I remember my password. Yeah. And like, 
Matt emailing her? Like, why wouldn't he just Facebook message her? <laughs> Do you think she had Facebook? Like weird <laughs> Five years ago, of course she had Facebook. Well, I wonder how many messages she had on there, too. Like, hey, where are you? Hey. But at least you could, like, filter it out easy. Like, you'd oh, be like, don't care about yeah. any of these people. Oh, Matt's messaging me. I mean, I guess you do the okay. thing with email, but, like, junk. <laughs> She'd have to get yeah. one of those apps. Like, oh, yeah. For yeah, for sure. I don't need this offer from five years ago. <laughs> Buy one, get one free Eagle. at Old Navy. <laughs> oh, fuck. American Eagle is giving me five dollars. Fuck, I missed that one. Missed that expired. One. Shit. Nah, oh, shed life. I missed the every I time. The, sa- the free sample. The free samples no. for the last five years. No. Okay. As expected, um, no one knows how to navigate her situation. Everybody is very sorry. At night, she lays in a bed that her mother tells her is hers, and she does not sleep. She's just waiting till morning, essentially, and thinking of Cece. We find out, though, which I like, that Cece is safe and with relatives, and she even, they got the dog back, and that is also, she's just, she's going to be okay. Um, And then this kind of stuck with me is she said um may says if i say it enough maybe i'll believe it uh about cecilia because i'm sure she would be fucked up even still even if she's going to be quote unquote okay okay she realizes that maybe emily is the only one who could understand what she had just been through in a world where he was the center of everything she realizes that Emily means something to her and she is the bridge between worlds. Um, and she wishes that Emily could stay with her. Um, everybody wants to understand and wants a piece of the information, but they'll never know. There's only three people whose stories combine to tell the closest thing to the truth. Then Emily wants a hug. She stands there already with her arms open and regret on her face. And you open your arms. I took it as like she was regretting the hug, but I think that Emily was regretting what all happened. Never mind. Oh, I was thinking that she regretted like asking for a hug too, but maybe it was just like a world of regrets. Yeah, just Just like like, every regret possible. The transpiredness of what happened. I would ooh, think that, that Emily. What happened? I was just gonna say, ooh, that book was a ride. Oh yeah, I would think that Emily would probably feel residual guilt from not mm-hmm. having done anything. Although yeah. obviously she couldn't have. Yes. 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 Ugh, what How a many sneaky stars? Sneak. Like, I'd say five stars. That was a good book. I gave it five stars too. It was captivating captivating the only thing uh, here's how i wish that the book ended mm. i wish that it ended with the cecilia chapter yes because i don't like that Same. we didn't get to hear from her at the end and i think that that could have been like a really yes lovely tie tie-in mm-hmm. yes i think that that would have been nice i would have liked to hear from cecilia but maybe maybe we'll 
maybe there'll be a book from her perspective or something. I don't know. <laughs> Gee, that would be insane. Yikes. Though we did get, I guess, bits of her perspective. But anyways. Oh, Very interesting. Book. Eek. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I quite enjoyed this. This was like, I feel like this was exactly what we all needed. Just like mm-hmm. something that... There were so many reader headers this this yes. month, which is I oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, good book. Excellent. I love, I really love that you shared that insight about how he didn't get a voice, and I've been thinking about that pretty much the whole time. Now I'm like, yeah, he shouldn't. I mean, this is yeah, I love the story, a story I, of terrifying, yeah, but also resilience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hope in there yeah mm-hmm. um my boss read it I told her to read it and she read it in like a weekend which is kind of unheard of for her so she she liked it but she kept and I honestly kept getting people being like should I read this book because it is like creepy sounding and I and my the only way that I could describe it to people was like it's disturbing but well written and I had said that to my boss and she was like you like nailed it on the head like that was mm-hmm. exactly how to describe it and I was like yeah also, um, I lent the book to Linda, and she's going to read it, and she's probably going to read it Ooh. real fast. Ooh, she's probably reading it right now. She probably is, because she just finished um, Remarkably Bright Creatures, and she loved oh. it, and I knew she would. She even sent me a text. I should read it to you, because I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. She said five out of five, and she never rates books five out of five. This is oh, for Remarkably shoot. Bright Creatures. She said, five out of five. I resisted reading it for so long. I really must start trusting your recommendations. I'm like, duh. Yeah, bitch. It was shitty book. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Linda, you know, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Anyway. Kick him in the dick. Yeah, five stars. Kick him in the dick. I hope we get to read more of her books. I hope she continues to write amazing domestic thrillers that are fucking yeah. creepy as fuck. He needs to stop but being an so accomplished well-ish. journalist and start being an, an accomplished writer forever because I want to read it. Oh, yeah. something else from the author's notes, if nobody else read it. she So she is French. She's from French. And it mm-hmm. says, I am a French woman. She's from, from French. France. <laughs> France. She's from She's France. She's from French. Anyway. <laughs> She said that she is a French woman who always wanted woman who always wanted to write an English book. So I love the writing style, and I think it kind of came across. And mm-hmm. yes, yeah. well, she did an amazing job Five for writing an English book. Beautiful. Yes, yes. yes. Ten out of ten. Right. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Reach. Oh, get the Shadow Sister. Yeah, and Bye. read the chapters, and we'll see you later. Ugh. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer?
Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy, or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.